It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be great. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I typically do this every single week. So Barnes & Noble is one of my favorite places to go. And I went last week and bought a book that a friend of mine recommended, and it's called Relentless by Tim Grover. I read the first few chapters so far, and it's very clear that while he coaches elite athletes, the biggest results don't necessarily happen because of the physical training he puts them through, but rather it's because of the mental toughness training that he instills in his clients. He's trained people like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade. In fact, when Michael Jordan first learned of him, he was so impressed that he hired him and paid him very, very well, and then paid him not to train anyone else. That's how completely competitive Michael Jordan was when he was playing, and he still is to a large extent. So there's a quote in this book that stood out to me, and it's simply this. In order to have what you really want, you must first become who you really are. I love that. You have to claim who you are. Don't worry about what other people think of you. Don't be concerned with fitting into someone else's box because the only way you will get what you really want in life is to be to be the person who really deserves it. So get Tim Grover's book. It's called Relentless so you can take advantage of his wisdom. I'm looking forward to finishing this here uh, in the next few days. So get it. You will be so glad you did. And with all that in mind, I do want to introduce my guest. And before I forget, let me remind you that you can download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio anytime you want on iTunes for free. Leave a review. That would be fantastic as well. My guest this week is Benjamin Tyler. Let me tell you about him. Benjamin Tyler is the founder of the Client Enrollment Academy, where he shows coaches, consultants, and service-based businesses how to attract quality leads and turn them into clients so they can build full-time coaching businesses. Recovering from substance abuse issues to drugs and alcohol, Benjamin leveraged his story to build a top-rated podcast, become an author, and inspire others to create change in their lives. He now shows others how to utilize Story and Facebook so they can create the impact they want on humanity. We will talk about this and so much more on the show today. And uh, let me introduce my guest, Benjamin Tyler. Ben, how are you? I'm doing good, Brian. I'm excited. I remember I started this journey two years ago, and we connected pretty quickly. And I was like, one day I'm going to be on this show, and here I am. So I'm really happy and honored to be here. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you so much. That's a huge compliment, and I really, really appreciate that. Well, your journey has been amazing, and I would like to use this first segment to explore uh, your journey. So tell us how you got started, what you uh, overcame, and what brought you to where you are right now. Yeah, definitely. My My story started really at 12 years old, and it was a – I sat my mother down in our living room one night and I just started bawling and pleading for her to give me some kind of affection. And she was at the time obsessed with my sister becoming the prom queen. And that was her obsession. 
And when she couldn't give me the affection that I, I needed, I told myself that I was unlovable and that love was something you had to earn. It wasn't something that you got in life. So I went in a row that was where I closed off emotionally because I was afraid of ever being hurt again and strive for perfectionism. I always excelled in everything I did. I was, um, you know, I always made sure I, I looked in the best clothes. I excelled in high school and college. I was an en- getting an engineering degree like my father. I was traveling the world. I started a nonprofit organization. I had all these trophies on my mantle place. And the more and more trophies I got, the emptier I felt in life. And it was really, I believe the spirit, that soul, that heart inside of us needs a companion and I wouldn't allow anybody in. So I was using alcohol by 15, quickly turned into, I skipped marijuana, went into ecstasy and cocaine. And that was my vice. That was my love in my life, which was fine when I was excelling in college. But then I got into, I got into the workforce and I got into a job that I hated. I was stuck in a cubicle and wasn't really using my talents how I felt I was supposed to serve this world. And it just, it spiraled downhill. I was living in New Orleans, Louisiana, which is the buy one beer, get three free, and you can drink all day and all night. And I went into a downspin. Alcohol became my love. And it ultimately led me at 27 years old, having a great job as an engineer, making like $75,000, living in an apartment that had no air conditioning, which was terrible in New Orleans summers. It had no heat. There were, you know, I was showering with a garden hose. It was just a dump. And I was just, at the time, I was still blaming the world. You know, Brian, the people in the life that they always, you know, they're pointing the finger away, right? Yeah. You know, they just point the finger and they're always blaming. I was blaming my boss why I couldn't excel. I was blaming um, my mother for where I was. I was blaming women why I couldn't have a relationship. And then one day... I couldn't blame anyone else, and it was a really simple thing. As an overachiever and an overcompensator, I was also very arrogant, and I was taking a test to excel my career, and I walked out of that test, and it was just, I thought I aced it. And three months later, I, I fold open, opened the envelope, folded it open, knowing that I passed, and it said I failed. I've never failed anything in my life. And I instantly got this feeling in my stomach, and... I mean, you know that feeling you get when you have to have a conversation with someone that you don't want? Right. It was, uh, you know, I was nauseous. I was, I couldn't sleep. My mind was racing. And three days later, sitting on my porch in New Orleans, I said out loud, Ben, you're the issue. You're the issue why you have this life. You're the issue that you always have to drink. You're the issue you can't have relationships. You're the reason why you're not excelling in your career. You need to change in this world. The world doesn't have to change to meet your needs. And it just, I went, I instantly started reading self-help and I told myself I want this fast. So I started investing and coaching. And two years later, I'm living in Manhattan. I've got a six-figure job. I'm wearing a custom-made suit, a $4,000 watch, handmade shoes, riding the subway home to my apartment on the Upper East Side, saying, why are you still so miserable? You have everything that you've ever wanted, and you did it in two years. 
you got a job with stature, you're a bachelor living in Manhattan, you got, you're dating three women, you've got money, you've, you're doing all these things. Why are you still so unhappy? And it was in that moment that I remember when I, I came to this moment when I was eight years old, driving in my little small town, Wisconsin, of 10,000 people with my dad. And we're driving to the bank and I said, Dad, what is it that you listen to when we drive to grandma's in Illinois? It was a two-hour drive. What are you listening to while we're listening to music? Because I had to know what he thought was more valuable than listening to music. And he says, you really want to know, Ben? And a son that idolized his father like most sons, I said, yeah, Dad, what is it that you listen to? And at this time, it was cassettes. So he opened up a cassette, and he put in Tony Robbins. And I didn't know at eight years old what the heck Tony Robbins was talking about. Right. But I knew he was inspiring people with his voice. And I knew that he was changing lives by inspiring people to change theirs and to change how they approach life. And in that memory, I'm like, that's what I've wanted to do. That's what I've always wanted to do since I was eight years old, which led me on my journey going into the life coaching space and then transferring over into the into more of the business development and helping people share their stories and impact lives like how they want to. Right. That's, that's my story in a, you know, in a six minute segment. Sure. I'll tell you what, looking in the mirror and accepting complete responsibility for where you were, that is a huge step that a lot of people don't even take. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a, it's a, you know, Brian, it's a thing that you and I know is something we have to continue to do because this, you know, it's so easy to blame other people and other things and other circumstances. And it's, it's almost like a natural trigger in all of us. And I mean, I still every day have to look in the mirror and when I'm having a bad day, instead of, you know, blaming circumstances, you have to ask, what could I do better? And what could yeah. I do? Or did I even even show up? So, you know, so much. There's so much fear that we have about standing in our greatness that it often holds us back from that greatness. Yeah, exactly. So after you came to the realization that you were still miserable in Manhattan, at what point did you decide to become an entrepreneur? It's a it's a tough question because I became a entrepreneur very quickly, (laughs) but um, the point where I decided to actually take action and it, it, you know, entrepreneurship to me is, is when you finally commit to doing something, it took me, it took me about three or four months and it was three or four months of really having the courage to start building something. And I did it with uh, my first podcast, which was an evolving lifestyle. And I launched that and I got to, you know, I had the privilege like you, Brian, of interviewing some of the greatest minds in the world and just building an audience and creating followers and, you know, starting to serve some of those followers. That's when it really the entrepreneurial journey started for me. And it was, it was so invigorating. I remember making, just starting to create and sharing the message in the world. Like that first podcast, that was all sweaty getting it out. But once I hit send, it was like this huge weight overcame me. I was like, finally, I'm taking action towards the things that I truly want. Yeah, that I'm is. Taking... Go ahead. I'm just, I'm just taking action to empower people because 
you know, 90% of this world wants to help the help other people. Like that's our intrinsic driver, whether it's, we want to help other people like you and I do Brian, or you want to, you know, give your children a better life, or you want to help out your community, or you want to start a nonprofit, like 90% of the world has that thing inside of them that wants to give back. And it was like, I was finally allowing myself at 30 years old to truly give back how I wanted to. That's great. We are coming up against our first break. My very special guest this week is Benjamin Tyler, and we will talk about uh, coaching and how he started his journey in the coaching industry. And we'll talk about all things related to that and how that can be a really great business format if you've got the skill set for it. We'll come right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. To motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And that stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Benjamin Tyler. And we will talk about coaching and enrolling clients into your program. So let me ask you first, uh, Benjamin, the importance of investing in coaching. You mentioned that when you hit your rock bottom moment and you invested in coaching, your life turned around very, very quickly. Yeah. I'm, so a little bit of backstory. My, I mean, I'm a product of family therapy. I've been in traditional medicine. I've tried antidepressants. I've tried um, Adderall to stay focused. Like I've been uh, tried all of the traditional medicine and therapies out there, but it none of it worked for me because 
least the people that I was working with and the drugs weren't helping me with unleashing what the actual issue was. But more than just that, not just sitting around talking about myself, but it was helping me implement. And implementation is crucial. And I, in my journey, I've never found another resource that allowed me to, or to support me in my in my implementation of life. I mean, Gretchen Rubin, a great author and researcher of habits, said that the majority of people are obligers. And obligers are people that will be accountable for other people. Like, we'll make sure we'll get our project done for our boss, but we're not accountable for our own goals. So mm. we're not accountable for shedding that 10 pounds we want. And the majority of the population is that way, and I'm an obliger too. So I've always needed that coach to be accountable to, where I had to show up every week and say, this is what I did. And not only this is what I did, but you know, getting feedback, like, you know, I've done coaching on, you know, I've gotten coached on dating in my business, um, dealing with my relationship with my father. Like there's so many different things I've gotten coaching with. I mean, I was in AA, I did a 12 step program, that's coaching. And having somebody to give you feedback on your day, what your struggle was, is it's invaluable. And for me, I believe Coaching is another thing that's important because you're investing, you're putting money down on your dreams, on your vision and how you want your life to be. And so often people don't realize that they, they don't realize that investing in coaching is just is even more powerful than investing in that college education. It's more important than all the other things we invest in, like our vacations. And if you just put some money down and for me, it was a sign of commitment that I want to change. And yeah. I just, I had that one time in my life, my first coach, and I just got addicted to it. <laughs> and, the, yeah. and the result, and it wasn't even the results. The, the first, the first time, my first experience with coaching was as I, I went to my boss and I asked for a raise and I was, you know, this was just after 2008 and I come there, I work in a corporation of like a billion dollar industry. I'm just a number and they come back and they give me a half a percent raise. Oh. It was, it was 500 bucks, but I was still exhilarated. You know, I still yeah. had a smile on my face. You know, the results sucked, but it was like, wow, that was fun taking action. That was fun preparing a, you know, a justification why I needed a raise. That was fun to actually like commit to a goal that I wanted. And it was also, you know, it was a validation that I needed to find a new job. Right. <laughs> and I found a new job. Three months later, I got a $17,000 raise, you know, and then six months later, using the same principles, I got another $10,000 raise. And it's just like, it's, it, it was just, it's just so fun and it was exhilarating. And I did that over in the dating world where I started, I think one of the biggest fear for men is to approach and be the man for the person that, you know, we're attracted to. So I was running down the streets of New York asking beautiful women for their numbers and I got rejected a lot, but I always walked away from that experience with a big smile on my face because yeah. that's what happens when we take action. It's like this idea of fear and we get all this tension and all this fear, but when you finally break through it, it's, it's just, it's exhilarating feeling like, wow, I, I, no matter the results, I stood up for what I wanted. And for yeah. me, coaching has given me that. It's given me the tools, the implementation, and the accountability. And that's why I think it's so important. Absolutely. And now you are also a coach. 
Uh, mm-hmm. So now you are helping others do things that you wanted help with. Uh, and even coaches have coaches. So how did you get started in your journey as a coach? Yeah, I started, my journey started with an evolving lifestyle and creating an audience around that and starting to help people that wanted change in their lives. And I started, because my story, I was very open in the very beginning about my issues with addiction, um, how I was trying to overcome them, how I felt I had a message and I wanted to empower people. And that attracted an audience, mostly men. And I started helping them. And I found as I empowered more and more and more men working with them, they all kind of said the same thing. It was like, well, I have a message I want to share with the world. I have something I want to give back to the world. I don't want to just, you know, as I'm opening up and standing in my greatness, I can't just leave this for myself. So the natural progression of most people in the quote unquote life coaching space is we go into the business space. And um, that was really, that was how it, it morphed into getting into the business side. Yeah, absolutely. So when you're trying to attract clients to your business, you you talk about having a compelling story. What if you don't feel like you have a great story? That's that's fear. And it's also people that say that to me, I think they don't realize the greatness that they have. And Mm. a good example of this is a good friend of mine who runs a very, very popular um, media channel, his big issue is like, well, I don't have what you have been. I don't have addiction in my life. I don't have this feeling of not being good enough, which we all of us know that's not true. We all have feelings of not being good enough. But one of the most powerful stories is, you know, when you have everything, but like you don't feel like you have enough. And we all have these stories where, you know, even when things are going well, you know, like with me in New York, with the six-figure job, everything was supposed to be great, but it wasn't. And these stories are more powerful sometimes than even the stories of me overcoming addiction because mm-hmm. we all have felt stuck when we were supposed to feel like we had enough. Yeah, yeah. And we go ahead. Well, we, and the, just to recap on this is we all have a story, And our story is going to attract the right people into our business, which is going to make selling easier. It's going to make building a business easier if we're telling our story because we're attracting the right people. You don't need to attract um, the person that has addiction or you don't need to attract the person that's dealt with drugs or maybe the person that's struggling in their career. Like maybe you – just help people that are, you know, you were super successful your whole life. Well, you keep just helping super high achievers. Like, yeah. it, you know, you're going to attract the right people if you share your story. Yeah. So how do you go about creating a compelling story if you don't think you have one? Well, the story, and I, I love that. I love that question because when you're in the marketing sense, when we're building our businesses, we make the mistake because we think our, the story is about us. And while you're like, whoa, Ben, that's, that's weird. Where are you taking this angle? <laughs> but w- just listen out. Listen to me here. The story mm-hmm. that we tell in our marketing to attract people, to attract the right clients, is not about us. We're th- it's about our client. And when we're telling story, we need to understand the struggles, the pain points, what's, you know, the feelings of not being good enough or not knowing what to do, whatever the 
barriers are. And that's what we need to share. We need to share that piece of pain that we, because we've had the same pains as them. We've had the right. same struggles. We need to share a pain that they can relate to that's in our life and show the breakthrough that we had. And the breakthrough what we had isn't we actually share it. Like we share the solutions. We we let them know what we did to overcome that barrier, which often is something that's in our coaching program. And what's most important about our story is not even our pain point and our breakthrough. It's skipping the outcome and talking about the new life. What how is life different now? for you that you've overcome that same pain point that your ideal client has. And how do you how do you show up in the world differently? When you open up the front door, how do you take on that problem? How do you take on life? How do you how has this changed your relationships? How you show up financially in your health in all aspects of your life? We need to share the new life of that we have because that's what our clients want. They don't want to fix their problems. They don't want to, you know, have a breakthrough. What they want is a different life that's empowering that allows them to conquer the world how they want to. And that's what we need to feed people. We need to share with them. We need to show them that new life. Yeah, absolutely. So if someone feels like they're they're hindered at having a coaching business or getting very many clients because they think they're terrible at sales, I would think that the key is being confident and the key is selling the transformation that you plan on providing rather than selling what you do. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It's There was research on um, Neil Rackman. He wrote a book on high-end sales. Um, Spin Selling is the book. And he did research, over a million dollars of research on high-end sales. And they found that people that focused on the problems of their prospects underperformed the average salesman. And the basis of it is selling is it's an emotional thing, right? 90% of our buying decisions are emotional. 90%. But so many of us sell from this logical space, solving problems, tactics, solutions. And in the 10%, is where all the rational is, is where all the logic is, it's where all the objections are. I don't have time, I don't have money, I can't invest in my dreams because I gotta invest in my children. Whatever they're saying that they need to do. And if you're selling, you know, solving problems and using strategies and tactics, you're in a war zone because you're in the same place where all the objections are. But if we can yeah. sell the vision, if we can sell, you know, the new life. That's an emotional trigger, right, Brian? Like yes. when you think of when you think of your dreams, how do you emotionally like get invigorated from it? Yeah, you you think about the result that you want from it. You think about yeah. how you feel about having the thing that you want. Yeah, and you get energies rushing through you and you get inspiration and it's like it's this thing in our soul, this greatness that says, "Yes, that's what I want. This is what I can have. Like I want to take action." And when we can sell people, and I don't even like the word selling, when we can serve people and we can show them that they can have that life using our skills, our yeah. gifts, our talents, mm-hmm. they All are right. going to be more inspired. Awesome. We're coming up against our next break. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Benjamin Tyler. We will come back after the break. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be right back.
mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.brianckwright.com for more information. Once again, that's brianckwright.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Benjamin Tyler. He's the founder of the Client Enrollment Academy. And we've been talking about the importance of coaching and how he got started and the idea of having a compelling story to have people resonate with who you are. So let's say that you have someone who is potentially interested in working with you, Benjamin. You you conduct what is known in the industry as a discovery session. What does that look like for you? Yeah, so the the discovery session, the let's let's be honest here, the the sales conversation, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> and my my approach is it's really an authentic and just it's a casual way. It's just a conversation, and it really opens up. And I just want to know you set the tone, but you want to know why somebody shows up. You want to well, first of all. You tell them what you're going to have in the conversation, and you also let them know that you're going to offer a program at the end. So many people in the sales conversation aren't willing. They, I call it the sales ninja. They try to avoid the fact that they're going to sell something to their prospect until at the very end when they have to like when they have to make the offer, which makes it awkward. So you let them know what's coming, but then you say, "Hey, so why why are you showing up today? You know, what inspired you to get in the call on this call? Why did you want to connect?" and Learn what they what brought them there, and then from there, my sales conversations really based on. I mean, I have a thirty-five point sales conversation that I use with my clients and in my calls, but it really is based on four segments and four pieces. And the the first thing is is we need to know the vision. If you're walking into a sales conversation, you don't know what your prospect wants, you're gonna fail. And it's not about you know what you want your client to have. It's not about the strategies that you think you should implement for your prospect. It's about what they want and how they want to implement it and if you can serve them. So you need to know that vision. You need to know what they are creating, and that's the vision. And from there, we have to understand the pain. 
And the pain is, is what is it costing them not to have that life that they want, not to have that business, not to overcome this hurdle. And we really need for them, we don't need to tell them what it's costing them. We need them to articulate what's it costing them in their health? What's it costing in the relationship? What's it costing in their finances? How they're showing up in the world? We need to know all these things because someone doesn't want to just make more money to make more money. Like it's, there's a whole spectrum of things that that money is going to give them. Or people don't want to lose 10 pounds just to lose 10 pounds. We really need to figure out what it is that's preventing these people from having it or the cost of not having what they want. And once we understand the pain of our client, the third piece is the gap. Why aren't they having what they want today? Because you and I, Brian, believe we can have anything we want. And I know yeah. your audience probably believes that the same thing. We can have anything that we want. We just have to overcome the gap. So we need to figure out what's preventing our prospect from having the business that they want, from having the health that they want, from you know finding their soulmate. What's the true gap? And the last piece is, and this is sometimes going to be the sad piece, is how committed is that person to making it happen because there's a lot of people that aren't committed to their dreams. They're not, they're not willing to take responsibility, but we need to figure that out. We need to, at the end, figure out, Hey, are you, you know, are you committed to this? This is what it's going to take. Are you in? And that's, that's the four pieces of a sales conversation that I go through is figure out the vision, figure out the pain, what's it cost them not to have it. Then figuring out the gap. What is, what is preventing them from having the life or the business that they want? And what is their last piece is what is their commitment to making that vision a reality? That's awesome. That's really great. And it's good that you've got it divided out into parts so that you have a very clear storyboard of where you want to go. That's great. So before that discovery session happens, you actually have to meet people who might be interested in speaking with you. So I want to ask you about your strategy or philosophy of networking. How do you meet people who might be interested in what you're doing? Yeah, networking networking is the the key to everything. Jim Rohn says you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And that's the same thing with your business. So when I approach my networking, when I approach, I guess, you know, prospecting is, is I don't necessarily go even go into the, uh, let's say we go, let's say I'm in the networking event. Let's just put this in, in real life experience. I walk into the cocktail networking event. I'm not there just with the intention of finding my next client. Because we've all been there. You, we've been to the networking event. The guy walks up. He throws the card in your face. And when he finds out you can't help him, he's sitting around trying to find like the next group to talk to. I, and that person always fails. For yeah. me, it's prospecting, networking is about building relationships. And we buy from people that we like, know, and trust. And we buy from our friends. So I go into an event, whether or when I'm on Facebook, where I do most of my prospecting now, or if I go to a networking event, if I'm at a seminar, I go there and I talk to people and I just figure out what they need. You know, why are they there? What are their struggles with whatever they're doing? And if I can serve them, I just make I, I very direct. I say, listen, this isn't the right time, but I would love to get on a strategy session with you. And, you know, 
see how, you know, build a strategy for you and see how I can help you. You know, and yeah. if I feel there's synergy, let's, you know, let's talk about my programs and either way, let's build a relationship and help each other. Yeah. That's how I do that. But if the person, here's the thing though, here's the key. If the, I can't serve that person, most people take that business card and throw it in the garbage. For me, I'm going through the Rolodex in my head and I'm thinking who can serve this person? And when you serve people that you can't even help, you get reciprocity. I said that wrong, but you get it. It's reciprocated. You you become a connector. And you look at the people that are the best people in business, that make the best sales, that crush it. They're all connectors. That is true. So when when you get to prospecting, it's about building relationships. It's about discovering the person's needs. And when you can serve them, Offer up your, you know, offer up your services, and when you can't, find someone that can help them. Yeah. And if you That's do that beautiful. strategy, if you do that strategy, you're going to crush it. You're gonna, you know, you're going to build a business quickly, and not just build a business quickly. You're gonna also create a long-term effect where your business will always thrive. Yeah. That's awesome. I love the fact that you go into this with the idea of giving first, and that's that's how you do it. That's how you succeed. If you go into it with the idea of giving, uh, you are going to be much more successful and more memorable than someone who's just going into the conversation to take and to well, that, get someone. Yeah. Yeah, it's because the taker is all about them, right? Yes. When and when you know the person that walks into a sales conversation, it's all about them. They're selling you. They use, you know, they use hard closes on you. They're pushy. They make you feel, you walk out, you feel a little dirty. You told them, I'll get back to you and you never respond to them again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's when you make it about you, that person at networking event that shoves the card in your face right away and doesn't actually build a connection. When you make it about you, you fail. Yeah, We're in the absolutely. service-based business. We, we provide services to change people's lives Mm-hmm. And it's about our prospect. And Absolutely. If you, in, if you go into the mentality, especially in the sales conversation, when it's just about you and you need to land this sale, you're going. It's going to be a struggle. It really is. Yeah. That's absolutely true. Another way that you can get clients is by doing free talks, and I know that you've done this. Tell us about that experience. Yeah, definitely. I built Client Enrollment Academy actually with doing free workshops, live events. Um, I launched Client Enrollment Academy in the first 30 days. I made about $6,100 doing a live event speaking because speaking is the most powerful way that you can get people to take their action or take action in their life immediately. When you there's this energy, we I I I just love speaking. But every seminar I've ever gone to, I bought <laughs> because there's this energy when you got a speaker that's passionate that gives you value. It just you stand up and you yeah. say you stand up for the life that you want. And I have found speaking has been the fastest way to generate cash fast. It's a lot of work, but when you get people mm-hmm. in the room and if you you speak from your heart and you speak from a place of service and you show them your value, somebody will buy. And I've, you know, I've done rooms where I've spoken to 45 people and I've done rooms where I've had 3 people in there. And mm-hmm. each every time I've, you know, I've been able to get some form of a client that is willing to not just 
you know, buy the $97 product or the $35 book, but is willing to invest, you know, $2,000 or more in their life. Yeah. And I love the fact that you're doing it for free because I've talked to people who scoff at the idea of doing it for free because if I'm going to give my time, they should be paying me to speak. Well, not if they don't know who you are yet. <laughs> well, that's once again, who's that about, right? Exactly. And th- th- what we don't, I think this is what people don't understand. In this day and age where we can get everything on our phone, I mean, people look at Amazon Prime. People won't go to Target to buy batteries. They will but they'll buy it on Amazon because they don't want to get off their couch. Right. You get somebody who is willing to put their butt in their car, drive 20 minutes, a half an hour, even 10 minutes to where you're speaking, spend 90 minutes with you, is somebody that wants change. That yeah. is a super high-quality lead. That is a super high-quality person that is committed to change, and they need to figure out who you are. You don't deserve the sale yet. You don't deserve the the you know the ninety-seven dollar entry fee or the fifteen hundred dollar entry fee to your seminar if they don't know who you are. Right. And people lose that sight. Uh, Sean Stevenson said, I think it great. He said, if three people died in your city today, that would be a lot of people. But the minute right. only three people come to your event, you think like you know you thought it was too small. Yeah. That is so interesting. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's interesting. So we got less than two minutes to our break real quickly. How do you, how do you ask for the sale? In, in a sales conversation or speaking? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Either way. Well, asking for the sale, we'll just do, we'll do the sales conversation is once you figure out they're committed and you figure out like they're in it, they're ready to go. If they aren't, you just say you politely say, okay, we're done with our conversation. But if they're ready, you just you ask. You just say, hey, okay, you're ready to commit. You give them the details and you say, let's go for it. Mm-hmm. And usually you've handled the objections because you've, you've made them so present to their pain that they're ready to say yes. Absolutely. All right. We are coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this is going. And uh, we're talking with Benjamin Tyler, and he is the founder of The Client enrollment academy and we will close out the show soon we talked about how he attracts clients and how he networks and uh, we're going to talk some more uh, about this and so much more when we come back from our break please stay with us this is success profiles radio don't go away to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. 
This is the TogiNet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. It's words you never heard. The Do Not Disturb sign has been around as long as there have been hotels where discretion was a bitter part of value. One lecturer at Cornell University School of Hotel Administration traces the Do Not Disturb sign roots to the aristocracy of the early 20th century at grand establishments such as the Ritz in Europe. It sure is annoying when you just want to be a slug of bed and someone knocks at the door and says, Housekeeping, what's the word for the semi-conscious state between sleep and wakefulness? Hypnopompic. There are days when I wish I could wear a Do Not Disturb sign around my neck. What to call someone who wants to lay in bed all day? A scabberlatcher. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special client, this or my very special guest this week is uh, Benjamin Tyler, and he is the founder of Client Enrollment Academy. I had the word client in my head. And yeah, I you're said trying to enroll really- me? No, actually, no, I'm not. <laughs> Maybe I should, but no, I got you on my show. That's enrollment enough, right? All right. So let's talk about high-end clients, because we did allude to that a little bit earlier. Some people have this mental block about asking uh, for high-end clients. Why do you think that is? People don't don't value their success, and they don't value the successes that they've had in their life. We are very good at undervaluing what we have built, and because we don't, we've been told. I mean, we've been programmed through school and everything in life to step aside, right? Like mm-hmm. to be a team player, to you know, not toot your own horn. But when it comes to building a business. And not just getting, you know, I hate the word getting paid what you're worth, but let's say this, getting paid so you can actually run a business, you have to, you have to honor your successes for yourself and understand that they are valuable. And I think most people don't commit or won't acknowledge their own success. And then from there, it's, it's just a scarcity mindset. We, we want to believe that nobody has money, which is an actual lie. Everybody has money. They just have to uh, understand why they need to invest in whatever they're buying. And it's, it's just bringing that clarity and understanding that people have money if you can truly convey not just the value, but what's it, what's it costing them not to have the solution that you provide. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That, they'll whip out their credit card. They'll whip out their checkbook. They will give you cash. And this isn't, you know, some people say, well, that sounds very unethical. Like you said, credit card, like people are putting this stuff on layaway. Every coach I've invested in, I could never have afforded. I've put, my first coach was done on a credit card and he changed my life yeah. and he allowed me to make more money. And it's, it's just a way of accessing money. Like we don't, we look at the house. How many people pay for their house in cash, right? No, you know, next to nothing. Like when you invest in yourself 
and you realize it's an investment and when we can convey that in our sales conversation people will find the money if they truly want change absolutely they sure will so we've been talking about uh, your coaching program give us a, a successful case study yeah of course I've, I've worked with dozens and dozens of coaches and trainers and I really I like to share some of the more recent ones because they're just top of mind but one that really resonates with me I mean I've I've transplanted a lot of my business and what I do is just helping people utilize Facebook and Josh a client that got with me quick uh, recently didn't have he knew he wanted help he knew he wanted to to impact people's lives and he but he didn't quite know how he wanted to serve people he was trying to be the life coach and being the life coach doesn't work so we sat down we worked on his story and he started talking a lot about his relationships and the struggles of entrepreneurship and how he, it made him have a failed marriage and now he has a fiance and it's just really well that like she's helping stand in his power and allowing him to invest in this program like he invested with me and we, I said, why don't you deal with entrepreneurs that are having marriage issues? Hmm. And he, he took that. He used his story as the vehicle to show the transformation like we talked about before. And he's like, okay, great. Ben, I'm going to get back. I'm going to start building my program. I'm going to build my website. And I said, no. No, you aren't, Josh. You're going to start posting and creating content on social media. And we're going to take Facebook to do it because – in this day and age, no one's going to your website. You need to go where the people are. And he made a post the first week. He was did an interview. The second week, he's on a podcast. The third week, he has his first paying client ever for $5,000. And Great. he offered her a $3,000 package and a five. And she's like, I want the $5,000 package. That's right. And it was just it was it was just so rewarding, and it's not just been that. I mean, I've worked with uh, Nicole, a massage therapist, making forty thousand dollars a year. We changed her programs. She had different conversations with her clients, uh, present clients, and she was doing eighty thousand dollar enrollments. You know, she found the right client who had the right pain point that was willing to invest in their future and their life, and invest in a big way, and it changed both of their lives. Yeah, that is. Awesome. It, it doesn't it feel good to have an impact on somebody like that. I mean, you are giving way more value to someone than they've paid you. And that's what the game is all about. I mean, Napoleon Hill talks about that. Give more in value than you take in payment. And you have to give value in order to earn the payment. So fantastic stuff, Ben. I love that very much. So tell us about Client Enrollment Academy. Yeah. So Client Enrollment Academy, This these days... I've really focused on helping the coach, the trainer, the consultant utilize Facebook through organic measures to start out their businesses like Josh, who was just kicking off or helping those that you know have businesses and are willing to start investing using ads and leveraging Facebook to create the business that they want. Facebook is got just surpassed 2 billion people. So if you can't find your client on Facebook, you can't find them anywhere. And it's just, it's a place where you can create something so, so much more powerful than authority. So, so much more powerful than a beautiful website, the best testimonial in the world, a really thick business card. It's, and that is intimacy, right? People buy from who they like, know, and trust. 
And Facebook gives us all these tools where we can build intimacy so quickly to really find our tribe, find people that resonate with us, and inspiring them to commit to changing their life. Absolutely. How can we find you? Uh, you can find me at clientenrollmentacademy.com. And anyone that signs up, story's a big thing. You can register. I give you the exact template that me and my clients use to build out our stories and attract our following. Yeah, I've read it and it's good. So get it. He spells it out very, very clearly. And if you don't have a story, that's a great template to use. So clientenrollmentacademy.com, correct? Yes. Fantastic. Books that have inspired you and influenced you. Man, I, I, I'm turning around. I'm looking at my library. There's been a lot of them. But the go-to book that I I don't even I don't force myself. I read every single year and then I start reading all of her books after that is Brene Brown. And she wrote the book Daring Greatly. Mm-hmm. And that book changed my life. And it's about being vulnerable and standing in the arena and fighting for what you want while everybody else is sitting there judging you, pointing the finger, laughing, saying, why are you doing this? And just her conveying the message that we need, if you have a life that you want to live, you need to stand in the arena and only care about the other people that are in the arena with you because we're the ones that are going to change the world. That is fantastic. If you were starting over today, knowing what you know right now, what would you do differently? Starting over in life or starting over in business? In your business. (laughs) I would, if I was starting over again, I would, I would, I didn't understand in business that to build a business, you need cash flow and like duh Ben, but I didn't understand that. And I wish, or not I wish, but if I started over again, I would have started doing cash flow quicker. I would have found ways to generate leads faster. I would have found a way to get cash in my business and I would have stopped focusing on websites and my LLC and the podcast I did and the blogging I was doing and just use a platform like Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram and create community, start talking to people and start having sales conversations. You're never going to sell, especially in the beginning, if you're not having conversations, if you're not offering your services. And that's what I would do. Starting over, I would have realized that, hey, I got to get cash in my business fast and I have to have clarity of what I serve and offer a result and just start talking to people. That's great. What is the scariest thing you've ever done? Man, the scariest thing I've ever done seems juvenile. Um, you know, I've never saved a baby from a burning house or anything, but it was talking before. It was being in New York during the daytime, walking up to girls and just letting them know that they were attractive and they caught my attention and wondering if they would have a cup of coffee with me. I mean, there is nothing, there's nothing more vulnerable and scary than that in my life that I've ever done. And it was a lot of running up to girls and then quick dodging and leaving and like, you know, hiding. But it was, you know, it was invigorating too, because one of my good friends, a musician that's played all over the world, he, when I asked him, like, do you still get scared when you play on the stage? Do you get stage fright? And he goes, Ben, I know the feeling you're talking about, but I don't call that stage fright. I call that excitement. Because I want to be there. I want to do that. And I change my view of what that is. So, that is a great reframe. Yes, yes. And I was like, man, that is great. And that's what it is. 
our biggest fears in life are actually our biggest desires. It's what's exciting us about, you know, the next thing we could have. Our biggest fears are our greatest desires. That is beautiful. I love that. Awesome. So uh, as we are winding down, let me ask the question I ask everyone, Ben, who inspires and motivates you? My biggest inspiration, I mean, there's a lot of them. It changes day to day, but it's it's cliche. If you, you, It's Tony Robbins, right? You know, this is the space I'm in. And just listening to his story, and it's not just everyone thinks, oh, you, you must be inspired because he fills stadiums and, you know, he's he's got all the success. It's it's his humble background and where yeah. he started. And when you dive in deeper, we were talking about live events before and doing free events. When I first started doing events, I was like, oh, I got to get 100 people in there. And I remember listening to something Tony Robbins said, like, I first started doing my events in my apartment in Santa Monica, this little apartment, you know, that's where I started hosting my events. And it's like, now he's doing stadiums. And it's just like, you know, it's, it's time. And we have to realize that we all can become Tony Robbins with yeah. time, but he's just such an inspiration of everything he's done. And he just shows what happens when you actually lead with your heart. That's and if great. You lead and you serve. Awesome. So clientenrollmentacademy.com is how we can find you, correct? Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much, Benjamin Tyler, for being on the show today. It was a privilege to have you here, my friend. Uh, it was great to be here. Awesome. We will come back next week, Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern. You can join us here at Success Profiles Radio, where I interview world-class experts and learn how they succeeded, what they overcame, and how we can learn from their journeys and their topic of expertise. Until then, uh, have a wonderful week, everyone. You can download and subscribe to the show on iTunes anytime for free. Leave a review. You can hear us at successprofilesradio.com to hear any previous episode there as well. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week. Goodbye, everyone. a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host Brian K. Wright. Each week we'll explore different aspects of success and how to